You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan N. Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. With your experiences here at UNC, there's something called Operation Cheesecake? Yeah. <laughs> Operation like Cheesecake. It always makes me laugh. I think the reason I smile and laugh is because I it, I think it's funny when other people are asking me about Operation Cheesecake and hearing the words Operation Cheesecake come Such an odd title. Other people's name um, and seeing what it happened. Yeah, and it's t- a little bit tied into the fact that I had put things on a shelf um, was because... So back in 10th grade high school, Brighton High School, with my uh, director, Jane Archuleta, she encouraged a lot of student work. Like it was a lot of like, if you, yeah, if we want to do write a one act and try to produce it here. Or if you, I did a dance, a couple dance one acts that I turned into her and I got produced there and, and whatnot um, as part of like the student work and whatnot. So with that encouragement, I wrote a one act called Operation Cheesecake. And so a one night what a one act a one act okay yeah sorry my words no, no. but a one act of uh, called Operation Cheesecake and it had really nothing to do with kind of what it has with the meaning of what it has now but then it was a silly story about two flight attendants that were trying to meddle in the love life of two random passengers and but they didn't want to get caught by like their boss and like everybody or whatnot and the story was that they had to come up with a code name for their mission and that flight was known for their cheesecake like there's a conversation that was so so one of the flight attendants chooses operation cheesecake (laughs) as a name and i wrote this show with a friend of mine from from high school too and so we yeah it was operation cheesecake that was a play um that play was part of a box of things that I put away that I thought I was never going to see again because I was settling with life. I was like ready to be like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to not going to pursue theater. I'm not going to pursue this. I'm going to go this different path. Um, And then when I decided I was going back, I dug back um, that box. And actually it was when I started doing shows regionally a little bit more, I dug back that box. The first thing I saw was the play Operation Cheesecake. And I, it, it just seemed like a moment where things clicked in my head of like, that's funny that that's the first thing I see. And it's ta- about creating art and, and whatnot. And, and I thought back of my journey and my journey of like my definition of success and my definition of my impact on the world changed so much in that short span. In that three and a half years, almost four years, I thought it was one thing, I thought it was another, I thought it was another, and it was always based off of what other people were thinking that success was or your impact in the world was too. And and I decided at that time to that that was a symbol. And so to me then Operation Cheesecake was the mission in life to be successful or the mission in life to make an impact in the world. And so it was kind of code, it became code name at the time of like what I started doing like little YouTube videos asking random people. I would go, I went on to the Incline Mountain down in Manitou Springs. Mm-hmm. And as I was going up and stuff, sometimes I would stop and I would have a conversation with a random stranger. I'd be like, what does success mean to you? 
and they would start telling me and having conversations and that was i asked them do you mind if i record that and then would you phrase that as what op- your operation cheesecake is your mission in life so let me <laughs> let me get this straight your manatooth and correct me if i'm wrong that's that's like the giant stairs the right yeah. so so people are climbing up the these giant wooden stairs and you're coming yeah. up and excuse me uh sir or madam and you're asking that question pretty much well i mean i started with small talk okay and it was always just <laughs> like okay yeah, this is hard. This is my second time. This is my third, depending on what time mm-hmm. of the it was. And um, and people, the thing I feel like probably exhaustion makes people feel like uh, lets their innermost feelings out. Isn't that how like <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how like they do it with the reality TV shows. They pretty like much, make yeah. them stay up for a long time, maybe give them some drinks yeah. and just make them kind of like a little loopy in the head. Yeah. And the best answers were actually at the top of the of the of the hike or climb slash step climber um it was um at the top everybody was just feeling so excited that they got up there that they thought about immediately you're thinking about like i just did that so when i brought up that question like it was just a common conversation so i was right. like cool yeah success would probably look a lot yeah. different if you're asking someone who's just starting starting the, that climb <laughs> yeah, versus at the top yeah. yeah and so um but that led to that developing even further i started asking friends i want to start a youtube channel completely and maybe a podcast or something um and it just kind of sat there as like okay this is it's now a thing that's bubbling and it's all about your impact in the world and what does success mean and and it just kept going um and then i went here at unc uh, my freshman and sophomore year i um i just started trying to do as many entrepreneurial things combined with with theater um and so because of time and coming back to school and still having to work full time pretty much with everything it was it was uh me deciding okay am i going to put this on hold what am i doing with operation cheesecake it's this type of project it means this but what am i doing with 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 my time it just sat there it was bubbling over my head as i was making connections with fellow student entrepreneurs with fellow student uh, activists too i started going to the cultural centers a lot and started seeing some of the things that other student groups were doing some student groups raising a lot of money for different organizations that like really were making an impact um and i i decided i can i combine that with theater is there something i can do to spread a message with theater that combined with everything in both our um, different universities, uh, ours as well specifically, and um, and the industry in general, um, these past uh, f- quite a few years now, it has been a huge conversation on uh, theater and what does proper representation mean? Um, what does proper diversity representation on film and TV and movies and and all of this mean? Um, And so I'm sitting here kind of stuck between two roads of like, this has to do with my career, but I'm seeing all these organizations doing something that's making an impact in people's lives, like normal civilian, like people's lives. But then I was able to connect the two and realizing, wait, but the representation and diversity on TV all of these people see, and that's the reason this conversation is important, is not because of us as actors getting put in shows 
or us as performers like getting the opportunity to play these roles that are properly represented if it's a latino role uh anybody who's latinx should be playing that role type of thing it has nothing to do really with our validation it to me it started realizing more of like it has to do with the audience mm -hmm. um much more um it feels great for us to get to portray roles that we identify with but the audience is the one that's getting affected by this representation not being proper or the diversity not being there on the screen or even behind the table with stuff. And so, um, and I started thinking stuff. I started having conversations with some faculty members too. And just about the fact that for me, as I, as I was growing up, I guess I, yeah, I never thought myself as someone who could be a superhero. Um, all the superheroes were white. Um, I, my favorite superhero was Spider-Man, but it took a long time as I was looking at comics to finally run into Miles Morales and be like, wait, he's a mixed dude and I could be a Spider-Man now. Like, and so it, I realized that that aspect of things tied in everything that I kind of was trying to do, trying to make an impact in, in the world with something that I was passionate about and that was relevant right now and part of the conversation that we're having today with stuff. And so, um, thus the idea of starting a student group that would deal with a lot of these things started. Um, so that impact in the world and that finding your own methods of success that way. Um, and the, there was kinda had to be a search for a name for a student group. And it tied in very well with Operation Cheesecake and, and that mission in life to be successful. Because as we kept talking about what does it mean to be successful, and uh, no matter how often you talk to different people, in one way or another, it was to make a difference in something. Um, if we talked to someone who was looking at engineering, like they wanted to create something that hadn't been done before. It was always innovation. It was always like something about making an impact in society today. And so... So that's why we decided, you know, I, I proposed it to a couple of the people that I was trying to get help me start the group and explained briefly what, why Operation Cheesecake was the kind of the name and stuff. We all decided, you know, like, that sounds great. Let's do it. How many people? And yeah. Originally, honestly, it started with four of us. Okay. Four of us trying to start the student group. Um, and then from that, we started reaching out to a couple other people. Um, I, I just started being told also by faculty, like, hey, this person would be great to have and this person would be great to have. Um, and yeah, and we got a, uh, we started, we then had about 12 our first year going. And so this is our second, last year was our second year going. Um, and so our first year we had 12. Our second year going, we had about nine. Uh, going into this year, we're starting like in regards to the application and stuff because we, we have about nine as, again. And so, um, but in our constitution for the student group, uh, we set out to have uh, that we ha are allowing to have about 12 producers and unlimited number of members. So mm -hmm. members can be who, whoever wants to be part of this mission and, and this uh, change and these things happening. Um, but the producers, the, those nine and those 12 and, and vice versa, those they're always taking the lead in making these events happen.
So let me try to make sure that I'm getting yeah, Operation Cheesecake. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it is. It, it, it is. But I, I, I'm seeing where it's kind of coming from, from what yeah. you've expressed. But I see it as you're wanting to make an impact through the use of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And and with that, there's this background, this curtain of social activism. Mm-hmm. Would, would, would you combine those three to, yeah. to say that's Operation Cheesecake? Yeah, exactly. So the there's, ingredients? There's actually, so there's a big unit as well that a lot of theater ed students uh, get to take and, and whatnot. Um, and it's Theater for Social Change. Um, and one of our current vice president, her name is Hannah Gollin. And she, um, she brought up uh, that that probably is the best way to define a little bit of what we want to do is this theater for social change and that's what we kind of focus on yeah so you're coming into your third year with it and you you say that there's 12 producers and and many members can you give some examples of maybe what these producers are producing yeah um so fortunately we've had um a a lot of support from the cultural centers. That's That's been the biggest thing that we've been able to do is that we work alongside the cultural centers. And our very first year, we just started, we did our connections with them. And we, ha- it took basically that, because we ended up starting in the f- end of the fall. So as the spring was coming, we realized that a lot of events were kind of already planned. There was a little bit more of like, a, let's have a conversation for, this coming year and what we need to do. Um, We also ended up getting a strong connection with Multicultural Greek Life um, and a lot of those clubs and orgs. uh, uh, Multicultural Greek Life uh, here uh, at UNC campus, they they do a lot of uh, community service. They service the community a lot. So when opportunities to to be a part of these uh, events uh, came up, they said yes to a lot of them. And so with that said, we our very first event that we did um, was a panel, so we did a student panel uh, that we put up on YouTube. It's on our uh, YouTube channel, which is literally YouTube.com/slash/OperationCheesecake. Uh, <laughs> and with that, a uh, we have a um, a panel uh, that's about an hour long of uh, students of color, students who identify as students of color, um, talking about their experience from high school into college and universities and what they're expecting beyond. And so it was very much uh, an hour of talking about um, how things sometimes are biased without really needing to be biased from beforehand, how sometimes students who are applying to universities from high schools, their resumes won't look the same as a white student's resume because potentially their drama teacher in, in high school saw certain roles just biasly as a person who was white. Mm. Um, and so, because a lot of the times they're just going with the, they're rolling with the punches type of thing. And mm. we want to do the show. Okay, cool. Who do we have? And they just pick someone that could sing it and look like it. Instead of trying a lot, sometimes uh, uh, theater teachers, high school theater teachers aren't thinking of how, how it could what it would mean to the audience to see this a little differently right or to vice versa and whatnot and does this really have to do with race or not and and whatnot and so um through that panel actually we realized um and at the time the person who was in charge with recruitment at pba realized that the she mentioned that she didn't know she didn't think about that fact and the weight on high school resumes have on acceptances to certain programs um because if they played more leads, 
uh, some they get put to the top right of the of the thing uh, of their consideration on top of auditions and whatnot but like that is definitely an, an influence so we were able to discuss that and so we're in working um, a lot of how else can from that panel that we recorded and talked about we're trying to see how else we can um, now uh, use some of that information that we were able to talk about to help and connect with high schools and better prepare some of these students into some of these applications to continue helping make universities diverse. So that's a little bit of that event. We also do cultural ones. So we did a Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. We did a big carnival with performances, but also in between performances, we talked and described certain aspects of the actual tradition. Mm -hmm. um, we're in conversation with APAS to be able to see if we can do something for Lunar New Year. Sorry, what's um, APAS? Asian and Pacific American Student Services. Okay. Yeah, and so we want to see if we can partner with them this following year to do something for Lunar New Year. Um, and then, and so that's kind of like the cultural events that we just, if there's a holiday that we could help provide some well-represented or diverse entertainment um, by doing the search of finding students who identify in certain roles but can do the performances themselves, then be able to provide that. So it's a little bit of a both liaison and just a performance opportunity that will suffice the representation. And then lastly was that we um, look to do full projection, full productions as well. So a, a full play or a full musical that has a theme that's similar to that. Um, we applied last year to our studio season um, and our studio season in uh, for School of Theater Arts and Dance is something newer um, that Dr. Rand Harmon helped uh, put into place as well. Um, and it's to be able to encourage this entrepreneurial side and the, the, the student group production side of things. Um, they pick three productions uh, from pitches from student groups to be given a certain budget to do a show uh, to a little bit higher scale with an actual venue um, in the, what's it called, in the... In, in during the semester when you say um, actual venue though so like when I, yeah i guess that's a, that does make a difference with the actual venue <laughs> um we as student groups a lot of the times use uh whatever is left of anything out here just we like any really platform use, that yeah you can... so we are either sometimes in like a smaller like lindau auditorium yeah. in the um a missionary library or we will look at any of the small auditoriums throughout or sometimes the outdoor auditorium or the gym or like a classroom type of thing um, but what the studio season does is that they work alongside like the Hensel Phelps which is a 200 and some seat theater actual like proscenium theater and be able to get it for the week um, so that we can do a tech week and a performance in an actual space that way. All right, we're getting into some good stuff, but we're running out of time. Let's go to the next one. Great.